1: It is Friday, November 4th, and this is People Every Day. Hello, they are beautiful people, or should I say, sexy people. Janine Rubenstein here. It's Friday, the weekend is upon us, and you know what else is on the horizon? People's Sexiest Man Alive. We are just a few short days away from next week's big reveal. So today's show will be a very special, very sexy edition of People Every Day. And as an added bit of fun, right now, I want you to guess how many times we'll say sexy and sexiest in this entire episode. And then listen through and count for yourself to see how close your guess was to the final tally. Here's a hint. I've already said it four times. (laughs) Be sure to DM me on Instagram if your sexy guesstimate is close or on the money. All right, let's get to it. It's the most wonderful time of the year, and it's not just because the holidays are coming. It's time to really get into the spirit of People's Sexiest Man Alive issue. It's one of my favorite things we do here at People, and all the anticipation for this year's guy has me reminiscing on November of 2019. The world was a different place, and yours truly got to interview the most decorated sexiest man alive of them all, one whose voice alone will get you weak in the knees. Oh,
0: it's just a little... A little necklace. So, so something I created for myself. Sazzy Godsmile, yeah. Just a little acronym. Stands for um, Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony, Sexiest Man Alive.
1: I'm the Sexiest Man Alive! Yep my guy, John Legend. And EGOT is great, but the EGOTsma is a whole nother level. (laughs) Well, before our new Sexiest Man Alive's coronation on Monday night, we want to look back at the history of this franchise and the men who have gotten this title in the past, because y'all, there are some favorites that have stood out to us over the years. And joining me now to kick off our special coverage is People's Editor-at-Large and our CEO of Sexy, Julie Jordan, and People's West Coast Executive Editor and Sitting Historian of Sexy, Liz. Is Leonard? Hey, ladies, welcome back to the show. Hi, Janine. Hey, hey. We're going to start this very sexy trip down memory lane all the way at the beginning. We started crowning the sexiest man alive in the '80s. Julie, why did we start doing this issue?
2: It's actually a great story. I think it was 1985. Mel Gibson was all the rage with Mad Max, and we were doing a story on him in the weekly. This picture of him with the eyes and just kind of like really close up of his face. Everyone at the table, the managing editor was like, That is the sexiest man alive. And everyone kind of just, you know, got excited about the idea that that could be the cover title. And so they went with it and it really made quite the sensation. And as such, they decided we should make this an annual tradition and it became this huge franchise. And as you know, it has spawned many a sexy man over the years. Um, And now it's become this coveted kind of title that all the men want and definitely follows them around for the rest of their lives.
1: For sure. For sure. And that we have to say before the scandals and all of that. 1985. 85. Yes. Right. Well, well. Time has gone on. As you said, this issue exploded. Honestly, it's so big. It's referenced everywhere from hit movies to Jeopardy. The title follows the men we choose around forever, as you said. Uh, Liz, why do you think our Sexiest Man Alive issue got so big, like juggernaut big, and continues to stay at the forefront of pop culture?
3: I feel like it's just so much fun for, for literally everyone involved. It's it's fun for us. It's fun for the guy. It's fun for the reader. And it's sort of just a celebration of this hot human being. And as we like to say, sexy inside <laughs> and out. I think that it's kind of revealing in every way and celebratory in every way. And sort of none of that ever gets old. And so it's embraced year after year. And, and no one tires of a, you know, of a sexy man.
1: mm -hmm. Well, when it comes to choosing the man to grace our cover, it's a lot, right? What goes into the selection process, Julie, and, and how do we land on our guy?
2: Well, it's always a debate. And I think that's what we're looking for. When we come out with this issue, we want people looking at it and either agreeing with us or maybe they have a favorite that they think we overlooked. But The staff definitely has their favorites as well. So I would say probably within the next month, we're already going to start looking ahead to next year. And you do, you watch and see which men, maybe it's an actor, a singer, an athlete, they kind of rise to the bubble of those that are, you know, in pop culture that are having a moment next year. We always look to the fall when the issue comes out. And inevitably there will be like top five candidates there's an in-house debate. (laughs) There's definitely a back and forth. Who do we think would be really into it? Who would have some fun with it? Because that's key too. You want a guy who is going to realize what this is, be very grateful that he's being given it, and then have fun with it. Because you know, this is a photo shoot, an interview, lots of videos. Um, We want the chosen few to really own the fact that they belong to this elite club.
1: All right, let's really get into the good stuff. Let's talk about some of people's past sexiest men alive. We've had Pierce Brosnan, Idris Elba, Ryan Reynolds, Denzel Washington, just to name a few. Now, you ladies have worked on so many of these issues together, and I know you have favorites. And I know two of those favorites are Matthew McConaughey and Hugh Jackman. So take us into those stories. What were they like? Why were they so memorable for you both?
2: So Matthew McConaughey was kind of where the Sexiest Man Alive interview started. We had put men on the issue in the past. They didn't necessarily have to give an interview because we were the ones deeming them sexy. So it was much more of talking to friends and family about what made them. So appealing. But Matthew was the first to sit down. Let's talk about it. Let's do this. And so Liz and I had the honor of co-interviewing him. (laughs) And we actually went to his photo shoot and then sat down with him, what, two hours, I think. He was very excited to be doing the interview. And he was so game. Liz can give you the details, but I will say we definitely did our part in terms of making him feel comfortable and (laughs) letting him know we were there to have a good time. I will just tease it. I'll tease it by saying it's the First and last time I did chewing tobacco, (laughs) but I can say I did it with Matthew McConaughey. So there, there's that. I
3: briefly (laughs) forgot the
2: whole (laughs) chewing tobacco
3: thing. You're absolutely right. We did part of the interview with uh, tobacco in our 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 gums, and I mean, which was kind of you know sort of exploratory, let's say. But I I remember, I mean, Matthew, he's such a sweetheart, and I've gone on to interview him. It was you know all in the spirit of fun and sharing. And I remember he said. I haven't worn deodorant in 20 years, and I remember Julie and I being like, "Well, that's disturbing." And and like I, we sort of smelled him, but he like smelled good, and so that was confusing. I don't know. There was something weirdly hot about that, even though it was foul at the same time. Anyway, I love Matthew. I think he's he's amazing, and he and he embraced it. And as Julie said, it was it's one of like the highlights of the of the job because it's an easy conversation to have, and it's actually quite revealing of who the person is. That was a lot of fun.
1: <laughs> and what about Hugh? What about Mr. Jackman?
3: He's uh, honestly one of the nicest, most decent, kind, and you know, in turn, sexy man you'll you'll sort of ever meet. I, I think he's he's such a delight. He's romantic. He's rugged. I remember we called him like the saucy Aussie, for better <laughs> or for worse. You're just like sort of sitting there with this really attractive, as I said before, inside and out kind of guy. And it was so much fun. He had so much fun with it too. And he wasn't used to being called sexy at that time. I think he embraced it and he was so desperately in love with his wife and like that was sexy too. And he shared about that. So I don't know, Julie and I had a great time on both of those interviews for sure.
1: I love that. I I, I love a, a sexy man who is just loving on his wife. And I, too, had the privilege of interviewing one of those. I co-wrote John Legend's Sexiest Man Alive cover back in 2019, as I mentioned. Very excited. Something I'll never forget about doing that interview was just how like debonair, but also down to earth. He was like, you usually only get one or the other, but he was just pure class and charisma, you know, like gliding around the house and playing the piano between takes, but also like running after his kids and so game for anything. He literally said, so you want me to jump in the pool with my clothes on? Sure. Okay. Let me do it again. I don't think that was, was like, but you're wet now. It's okay. It's fine. We got it. (laughs) And, of course, whoever is chosen as the sexiest man alive is usually a fan favorite. And and two of those fan favorites were Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Chris Hemsworth. The Rock took the spot in 2016, and Chris was on our cover in 2014, right? So I feel like these men become more and more beloved by the day. Julie, why did you think that they were the perfect choice during their reigns?
2: Chris Hemsworth, of course, as Thor. I've interviewed I think they made me count like 11 of these men over the years. And the only two I've taken pictures with have been Chris Hemsworth and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And the reason is because my kids are so intrigued by Thor and just The Rock, right? But so it shows you that the level of their appeal isn't just our reader. It's other generations and future generations. Chris Hemsworth with Thor, obviously... You know, he is married, he has three kids, he's completely hands-on dad. But it was fun to just sit down with him because I think we were in a farm that overlook in Malibu that overlooked the ocean with all of these animals, and he was as rugged you know, denim shirt, open denim shirt, I might add. Uh-huh. <laughs> like just You just sit there and think this is not a bad day at the office. And you see what, <laughs> you see him in this light and you just think, oh God, he's going to be so almost untouchable. And yet you talk to him and he's so personable. He's so relatable. The key with all of these guys thus far is that they're all pretty humble about the fact that even though they're deserving of being sexiest man alive, they don't, take it too seriously. You know, that's not a part of who they are. And the only probably exception to that maybe is Dwayne The Rock Johnson.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was about to say. (laughs) Who,
2: as we all know, is very appreciative of winning (laughs) Sexiest Man Alive. In fact, I think every year since he has told anyone who is listening, including all the other guys who have won it, that yes, yes, you may have gotten it, but I am the forever Sexiest Man Alive until the day I'm not here. Talk about Own It. We're in Hawaii. You usually get about an hour with these guys. And by the end, they're like, okay, enough sexy talk. Thank you. Dwayne could have talked all night long. Like we sat there for two hours I actually kind of entered the, ended the interview because I'm like, well, I don't think there's anything else I can ask you about being sexy. He had so much fun with it. Kind of like John, he got in the ocean, he got wet, he got sandy. Whatever we needed, he was willing and able. At the time, he had 60 million followers on Instagram. And now what? He's got like 300 something. I don't even know. He has just become kind of this force of nature. And he's also appreciative because I will say when... I came home. It was like the next week. I didn't even tell him it was my birthday, but my doorbell rings and I had a huge cake on my doorstep with his face on it, (laughs) wishing me a happy birthday. And that's that's who he is. He found out it was my birthday. He sent me a birthday cake with his face on it. My husband was a little like, um, what is that? (laughs) <laughs> my husband has been a good sport over the years. I interviewed Channing Tatum on my anniversary. I interviewed Adam Levine on my birthday. And my husband said, yeah, I don't have to get you presents. You're fine. You just go do your thing. We're in good shape.
1: Julie and Liz, how many times have you had to tell your husband, like, no, you you are the sexiest man alive to me, honey? <laughs>
2: daily. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But she said daily. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Of course, we couldn't fit all of the Sexiest Man Alive talk into one segment. After the break, we continue our conversation with Liz and Julie and hear more about the selection process and reign of this last year's sexiest man, the lovable, the ageless Paul Rudd. So stay right there.
0: Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea.
1: And now back to our sexiest, I said it again, man alive conversation with Julie Jordan and Liz Leonard. So usually when we tell these men that they've been crowned the sexiest man alive, they are of course excited about it as you described. But Liz, have there been any who are kind of shocked by the recognition?
3: The person that I interviewed who was sort of most shocked and really perplexed by the choice was Harrison Ford to the point where we're looking at each other, we're talking about this and he's like, I don't understand why I'm your choice. And I was trying to explain it to him. And then he, I remember he used like his, his finger, which was like all good craggly nail, like to lift up and say, look at my teeth. They're all fake. I think he fell on his gun, shooting an episode of Gunsmoke, and like four of his teeth flew out. And then he starts pointing to his nose which has been broken four or five times. And so it's like off kilter. And he's got this, you know, huge scar on his chin. And I was like, well, you're really sounding hot now. But I mean, all joking aside, there was this real rugged handsomeness.
1: (laughs) Well, in the past, we've sometimes given the Sexiest Man Alive title to the same person more than once. And one of those men is everyone's favorite, George Clooney. Now, Liz, I know you worked with George. Tell us about it. Is Team Clooney as amazing as we think it is?
3: I mean, the simple answer is yes, he's one of my favorites across the board. And unlike Harrison Ford, he sort of gets it. I mean, he got why he was chosen, but it's not just because of his looks, but also he's just so, he's so fun. He's so playful. I was going to say The Rock loves, loves it, but I'm telling you, it, it, Clooney makes it into every single interview and he's like a huge A plus star and he still loves it. And in fact... I interviewed him in the last couple of weeks with Julia Roberts for their movie. And I asked Julia if he should be Sexiest Men Alive for a third time. And she's like, yes. And so they came to a decision that he should be a three-peat winner for guys who are over 60, still have their own teeth, and who had played Batman. Honestly, hands down, George Clooney is one of my favorites. He would be it a third time and embrace it and love it.
1: Well, of course, we have to talk about our current reigning sexiest man alive, Paul Rudd. We have a few days, (laughs) so who doesn't love Paul Rudd? We announced he was our choice on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert last year, and the whole segment was the most hilarious thing and made everyone fall in love with him even more.
0: When was the first time that you knew that you were sexy? I guess when, when when I was a baby. I think a baby, but it was, I was a baby. I didn't, I didn't know what sexy was. Mm -hmm. I just felt different.
1: So not only is Paul incredibly handsome, he is funny and sweet and charismatic. And these are just some of the reasons we crowned him sexiest man alive, right, Julie?
2: And just like Harrison Ford, Hall came at this like, what is happening? Why is this happening? I don't understand. This isn't even in the realm of possibility when he thought about what his future was going to be like. And so we had to truly kind of convince him that he was deserving to be there, that this was meant to be. It's not even self-deprecation. Like he just, he had so much fun really just sitting down, trying to, like I said, come to terms with the fact that we actually were declaring him sexiest man alive. He went through the candidates. He's like, you know, Michael B. Jordan still here. Explain this to me. There's a lot of other people out there that are worthy. That's, that's, that's what it's all about. That made him all the more appealing, all the more attractive. He is, you know, amazing husband, he's got two kids that are his life. He may be an actor now, sexiest man alive, but when it comes down to what really matters in life, it's his wife and kids. And he never takes himself very seriously as we all know. But that's what makes him so authentically wonderful. And, you know, that's what you want. You want a guy who truly is Maybe not baffled like Paul was, but you want, you want a guy who is extremely appreciative and humbled by the gesture.
1: And I don't understand why he was so baffled. I mean, those eyes, like I, know. I, I, I said it when we came out with it a year ago, I am majorly, totally, but crazy in love with Josh. Like this is like my guy <laughs> since Clueless.
2: <laughs> yes, Crushed for Life. And so, you know, we did have some in-house debate too though. I will say he wasn't like strapping leading man. That's, you know, what you do kind of always associate with when you think sexiest man alive. You know, once we once we got him in there and took these photos and sat down with him and then put this issue out, We did not have any debate, like no one anywhere was saying he was not worthy. They saw these pictures and they were like, holy crap, why haven't you done this sooner? That is amazing. Well,
1: as we said, his reign is coming to an end as is this amazing episode. Julie, Liz, my very sexy colleagues, tell HR I meant that in the professional context. Uh, (laughs) Thank you so much for stopping by for such a fun discussion. And I am even more excited for this year's Sexiest Man Alive issue. Thank you guys. Thanks, Janine.
0: Thanks, Janine. (laughs) check your calendars because it's that time of year again when the world waits with bated breath for the announcement who is people Magazine's sexiest man alive
1: all right you guys that right there is a little clip from people's good friend and collaborator mr stephen colbert over the years colbert has interviewed countless of our sexiest men and 2018's idris elba shared some insight on what it takes to take home the title
0: How do you become the sexiest
3: man alive? In that year where you are allotted the sexiest man, the idea is to, you know, be sexy, do sexy things.
1: (laughs) Oh, and 2005's Matthew McConaughey, as we talked about, (laughs) brought an interesting angle on how he thought the moniker should be passed. I'm still alive.
0: (laughs) Didn't say sexiest man of the year. He said sexiest man alive, so I figure if you, whoever wins it, keeps it until they move on to the next life.
1: Last year, Colbert helped us publicly bestow Paul Rudd with the SMA title, as we shared. And this year, he's collaborating with us yet again. Be sure to tune in to The Late Show with Stephen Colbert this Monday, as we officially reveal People Magazine's sexiest man alive for this year. This might be the first time I've ever said this, but I am looking forward to Monday. (laughs) Well, that's our show for today. Thank you all so much for listening and downloading once again this week. Enjoy your weekend. And we'll do it all again on Monday, right here on People Every Day. People Every Day is produced by Chrissy Lindquist, Tony Mantia, Amy Machado, and Madison Lesby, edited by Morgan Foose, Carter Wogan, and Michael Aquino, and made with help from Patrick Vermilion and the great team at Pod People. People's producers are me, Janine Rubenstein, and Charlotte Triggs. Our show is associate produced by Aliza Sessler and Fallon Harge, and executive produced by David Flumenbaum and Zoe Ruderman.